0: Hello, everyone. Hello. So, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God, there's someone watching me. <laughs>
1: well, guys, you can find us now on TikTok. <laughs> and it's so weird having a camera on us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? At first, we were going to like do YouTube videos as well, and I was so happy that we were not going that path,
0: I would have thinking... but now here we are with the camera. I know. <laughs> okay, anyways, for today, we're going to talk about taboos in culture. Yes. Taboos in culture,
1: religion, in the Western world, society. Just in general. Yes. We're going to talk about everything that no one wants to talk about.
0: Yeah, be ready. (laughs) My name is Sophia. And I'm Mirna. And you're
1: listening to the Tea Lounge Podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's start with the most... uh, The tabooist of the (laughs) tabooist...
1: I don't even think that's a word. (laughs) The craziest of the craziest? Isn't there like
0: something similar with taboo? Um, The most uncomfortable subject that Arabs especially um, find, which is periods. Yeah.
1: Periods, sex, sex education. Yeah, the female body. Yeah,
0: women. Women. <laughs> but let's start with periods. So, periods. Do you have stories about that? Because I periods. Do. Um, I have a weird story. Um, but it didn't happen to me. It happened to my mom when we were uh, when we went to Lebanon. Um, my mom needed to buy pads, so she grabbed the pads box, whatever. And this employee saw her. And the first thing that employee told her, they gave her um, a plastic bag so she can hide it from everyone. And I was like, huh? Where was that happening? In Lebanon? Lebanon. Oh, in Lebanon. Like, don't you know that women have periods? Don't you know that you know? It happens and it's totally <laughs> normal and and um, natural, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, actually. Yeah. Because everyone knows it,
1: but no one wants to talk about it. And it's, and it's so not
0: uncomfortable ev- for them. I don't even understand why. I Me mean neither. And it's not even just talking about it. It's even the word. Like, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Like. Okay, when I have to say that I'm on my periods, I don't say I'm on my periods. I'm I have them. Oh I have it. I have the plague. <laughs> okay. You know, it it's just Yeah. It is so weird. And even with period during during Ramadan, you can't I used to have like you would People would tell you to hide. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't show that you can like you can't fast. Yeah. Why? Hide in your room to eat. What yeah. Or avoid, or I remember being told that if you want to go out to the mall and you're on your period, don't eat there, don't get a drink or whatever. So if you if somebody that knows you and sees you, they they won't have to know. But okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. First, second, God made me the way, yeah, that way. So, I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, me.
1: especially during Ramadan. Like, God has given us this privilege and this benefit. Why are we not allowed to utilize it? Yeah, why are
0: you making me feel bad for something that God gave me? Oh, and it's also like, don't I remember in my um. Muslim school and um, wearing nail polish automatically meant that you were on your period so you were not allowed to wear nail polish
1: because but it's true because you, you
0: can't wear nail polish if you want to pray I know it's the first but, thing I do like yeah, when me I too, have my period too, I'm like but, <laughs> me too but who cares yeah like yeah okay everybody knows they're they're looking at your nails they already know that you're on your period I don't care yeah it's not something that I'm supposed to hide you know and I don't know for me it's so normal and it's actually good to talk about it because it is so different for each woman Um, the more you talk about it and the more you realize
1: and you can compare your situation with other people's situation if you don't talk about it sometimes you know like girls go like through like pain and you think it's normal and you think it's something that you should be living with Mm -hmm. when you shouldn't and if you were to talk about it with other women you would see that it's actually not normal to live like that and maybe you're gonna take some steps to go like see a doctor to get like a second opinion maybe maybe there's something like actually biologically not good with you. That's why it hurts so much because it's not supposed to hurt that much, but because no one talks about it Mm -hmm. and everyone makes it like such a big secret and such a big deal. Mm -hmm. You're living in pain for so long for no reason. And it's not just about the pain, but it's like also like periods do something to you mentally and physically. Like there's things that you cannot do during your period. So, Mm -hmm. and then because you want to hide it, you're still going to act normal when, i'm bleeding out
0: i'm not gonna act normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's also i don't know for you but for me it's like if you're on your period it's like they're gonna come and whisper like oh my god you're on your period oh poor baby like no not poor baby it's just like but i know when i remember they're like the first time that I said, oh yeah, I'm on my period very loud in front of my family, cousins, uncles, everybody was like, <laughs> it, it was like somebody put pause on the meal. Everybody was like, did she say that? The word that we, we're not allowed to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Did y'all die? No. Who cares? Mm-hmm you know um and it's also um for example men who aren't capable of going to buy of buying pads for your girl for, for your wife for your daughter right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> for your spouse in front of god
0: <laughs> okay anyway yeah but yeah so i, I remember that's that, so stupid my dad buys me sometimes when i like when i I, rem, I remember when my mom would get sick or if she wasn't there and i desperately needed my dad wouldn't go mm, I've never, mm. but he would always tell me please send me a picture because i have no idea what to of get
1: <laughs> no my dad would never did never offered I never
0: asked no I, I ask when I'm uh, even my brothers like please go I, I can't get out of the bathroom like you have to go <laughs> <they're> like, okay. <laughs> Um, I should try
1: it on my brother yeah let's see I find but the thing is I don't live with them anymore so it's like weird if I would ask them because they would be like okay
0: it's not on only women that should get the education it's also the men yeah man has to understand what's going on it's, in a woman's it's body even more the men who should
1: get the education yeah the because woman. your wife because is not going gonna...
0: crazy on you because you did something wrong or because you 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 hit the table in a bad way no no you it's just <laughs> it's just the hormones you know and also understanding why we get more tired um yeah. during that time i don't know for you like for example at the gym that the week before i'm super strong and then i yeah, cannot lift the same that's weight that's because
1: you know that's um that's because men work on a twenty-four hour cycle and we work on a twenty-five day cycle. I Twenty five to twenty eight day cycle. I know. So it's normal that sometimes like when we get to like a certain part of the cycle, we get more tired and then we don't and there's this one week where you can do everything. Yeah. Everything. Like you think you're a superwoman, you can do but you, whatever. And yeah. then the next next day you fall.
0: hmm
1: And you can't mm-hmm. like you, you, you barely can put your shoes on. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that's the life of a woman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And And also something very important, not important, but something very taboo to talk about in Arab culture with periods. Tampons. And that's not just
1: about, that's not just uh, Arab culture because my mom would also tell me that and
0: she's Belarusian, But my mom too and she's Quebecer. So I guess it's a bit everywhere. Or maybe because my mom got too... Close to the Arab culture, maybe I don't know, but um, so yeah. Apparently, tampons can remove your virginity. Uh, yeah, apparently.
1: <laughs> and that you say that to a thirteen-year-old, it is traumatizing. It is traumatizing. <laughs> it took me time to understand that that's not like actually happening, no. and but it's there's still a little voice inside my head of my mom telling me that. Even though I know like scientifically it was proven like it's just not possible. That's just not how it works. Come like, come on. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <laughs> so yeah. But also like just like talking about all that, but in generally, everything that has to do with like also sex education, it's not well received in the Muslim community.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think just a word will trigger a lot of people, and it's so crazy. You're putting your daughters at such a big disadvantage compared to the your boys. But even depending on families, I feel like even boys don't get that, the the sex, the sex education because, as a science teacher, as a as a teacher that I gave a sex ed class, I would get so many wild questions and you truly understand you truly realize that a lot of people will not sit down with their kids and talk about it i understand it's very awkward very weird especially in the arab and muslim community where sex is supposed to happen only after marriage and so for them it's like you don't need that information you're too young but they are there are stuff that you need to understand sex ed is not just about the act it's also the stuff that happens through your body so for example for a woman if when she hits puberty you you're you get changes in your body you may not understand what's going on you may not understand okay i get periods but i also get a discharge. What, what is that? Am I normal? Is it normal? Is, is it a virus? Is what it an infection? It? Exactly. What's going on? You know? And a lot of girls late in the high school, Um. so they would be 15, 16, and they would literally ask me stuff about it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just the act. Yeah. It's way, it's way more than this. Yeah. And,
1: like, for parents, I, I, I think in our generation, it's going to get better. I think we will be able to talk better better about this Us as subject. parents. Us as parents. Yeah. With our kids, I don't think we can do anything about, like, the generation of our parents. Or, like, even, like, people that are now, let's say, maybe
0: 30, mm-hmm. 35, 40. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> We're almost 30. <laughs> 30. You said 30 40. in my head. I'm like, yeah, that's far. And I'm like,
1: Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So maybe for them, it's still gonna be like a bit more taboo. They're gonna like they already started, but mm-hmm. I feel like with us, it's really what's gonna change the game. I hope so. I really hope so because I like. I feel like you do have to have these conversations with your daughters. I don't know about men because like your no, but sons. Even... Because sons like the. I think they're just. They, the
0: the the parents have less control over their sons yeah, than but, the daughters. But even boys, when they go through puberty, some stuff happens. Especially, let's say at night, they will wake up from a wet dream, yeah, and they don't necessarily but not understand.
1: They, they can go and talk with their 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 friends. They're gonna talk with like their older siblings and stuff like that that went through that, for example, or their friends. But girls are ashamed to talk about that. Yeah. So they're probably not even going to talk about it with their friends. Even yeah. like the first time, I think the first time we even have this, this conversation, we were like, but you were more shy than I
0: do because I'm a teacher. Like I have to teach that. Yeah. So I had to remove all the embarrassment and the shame that I felt. And, yeah, you know, so I had to be very comfortable, especially even just saying the names of the anatomy mm-hmm. is sometimes very, very like triggering for some people, mm-hmm. which is very funny. But <laughs> you know, yeah. But that's
1: why I feel like you're putting your daughters at disadvantage when you're doing this because guys are more adventurous. They're, they they can go and talk. They're not shamed like us. So I feel like they will, even though they they might do it a bit later than like white kids, they're still gonna like learn about it. They're still gonna know what's happening and everything. But girls, sometimes you have like twenty year olds. And they, she doesn't know what's what's happening to her. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. And then even if you just talk about like after, like even even like the when you go to marriage, like sometimes like moms are like, okay, like this is what's gonna happen, and they're like talking about it as if it was like the craziest thing ever. Like, you're gonna have to see a man naked. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be shocked. <laughs> But, like, it's crazy because, like, they never had this kind of conversation. They never, like, got close like that with their parents. But also, I understand that the, maybe the, the dad doesn't want to have this conversation, but the mom should have this kind of con- conversation with their, with their daughters. Yeah, And the, the dad should have these conversations with their, their son. sons. Because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Because then you have, like, kids turning to porn to discover things that, like, your parents should have told you. Okay, but porn is not... What's happening in the life. But I know. Mm -hmm. And that's why it creates problems later on. I know. Porn, another taboo subject.
0: That's a triggering word. And also, it's not even just that. It's also, um, let's say, you okay, let's talk about something that shocked a lot of my students when I talked about it. STDs. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the name, you hear it, you know. It's sexually transmitted diseases. You see it in the, you hear it in the name, etc. But Okay, so the herpes is, there's two types. One of the type is contracted orally, but it's not necessarily just by oral sex. It can be contracted um, from someone who has a cold sore. A cold sore is a type of herpes. And if that person drinks from a cup or water bottle or using any us- utensils, And you decide to share that water bottle with them. You just contracted herpes. But people won't know about it if you don't talk about STDs. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know about that. So when I said it to high schoolers, they were terrified. (laughs) The fear in their eyes was very, very there. Very present. So yeah yeah and it's also you should also know what's going on because like you said after marriage you're gonna have to have that you know you should understand what's what's gonna happen what could happen to your body with all the stuff that you may not know about and yeah and it's also sex ed is not just about stds protection etc it's also consent yeah. What is consent, you know? Um, consent is just not, it's not just saying no. It's also, if you don't even say yes, that's also, mm-hmm. you didn't give consent. Um, someone who keeps insisting, please, come on, like, you're going to have fun, whatever. And you, you're kind in, of forced to say yes. That's not, not consent. consent, you know? So that's something very important to talk about. For Even for young kids, mm-hmm. especially consent, because yeah. God forbid you don't know what's going to happen with the kids at school or at the park or whatever, where you leave them, you know? Yeah. Talking about sex and all that stuff,
1: periods, your body, how it changes while you grow and all that it's not about all encourage it's not encouraging them to have sex at a younger age or not wait for marriage or stuff like that but it's just to make them understand their bodies so they're not thinking that they're crazy for whatever is happening however they're feeling because there is a reason for how they're feeling and for what they're going through but if you're never having this kind of conversation first of all unfortunately with the world that we're living in your kids probably will experience something and they're not going to understand and they're going to be ashamed of it. And they're not going to come talking to, to what well, they're not going to talk to you about it Mm-mm. because they know you're going to make them feel ashamed for it. And I'm not saying that like, it's good or bad, but it's just a reality that is happening around us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a mom, I would rather have this conversation with my kid, So my kid feels comfortable coming to me afterwards. If something happens. Yeah,
0: because they can also try and get the information somewhere, but they may get the wrong information. Yeah. So, and it's also, I think that's why here in Quebec, it's becoming mandatory, the sex ed classes. And a lot of parents are not okay with it, which I can understand. But I find it's always better to have it like if it's so weird for you to talk about it with your kid, at least, you know, someone can. T-
1: yeah teach it but i guess but that's i feel like that's why they don't want to want people to teach it
0: because they're like you're encouraging it you're not encouraging anything because again the sex ed class is not just about the sex it's about anatomy uh, stds protection uh, puberty period consent even what's happening in your mental health like um, the program for elementary l- early elementary is everything about crush mm-hmm. why why is my heart beating so fast when I see that person? Why do I feel like I'm gonna puke when I see that person? Mm-hmm. It's literally anything mm-hmm. around yeah. that word. So yeah so, so that's a big taboo yes.
1: Um, i'm really hoping that we will be able to break that cycle because yeah, it's such a weight on the arab muslim uh shoulders mm-hmm. that i really hope that we will be able to like break it but break it in a the right way like yeah be sure that like we're not doing any harm for our kids Yeah, for sure
0: so yes next topic yeah, okay, so that's something <laughs> that's something that I realize it's very Lebanese, maybe Middle Eastern, but I will say Lebanese. Um hair on a woman.
1: No 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 no, no. and I'm
0: not talking just <laughs> legs and armpits or pubic or whatever. I'm talking hair on your arms on your stomach, on upper lips, up, especially upper lips, upper lips, even your eyebrows, if they're not well done or whatever, well wax. And it's so crazy because it shows a double standard,
1: especially like in the Lebanese culture, because men are
0: so hairy. Lebanese men are probably the hairiest <laughs> men I've ever seen. But then you, the woman is not allowed to have
1: like one sh- strand of hair on yeah. her body. Yeah. It's crazy. And he can be Chewbacca
0: and that's okay. <laughs> no, but for real, like I would go to the beach and be like, oh my God, you don't need a coat in the winter. <laughs> Yellow teeth. <Latif. laughs> but for real. I... <laughs> so it's, it's very dumb. Like, guys, it's just a few hair. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. And I don't know. It's it's very stupid, I find, in my but opinion. I don't think it's
1: really just Arabs. I think it's because hair, it's seen as like not feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. So like yeah, having okay, but hair. In religion, it's more on the hygiene part that you're supposed to, to shave at least once a month under arms and pubic, but for men too. Mm-hmm. Not just women. You know, yeah. Yes, on the hygiene part, yeah. Yes, but I find that here in the Western society, it's becoming a bit more okay for women to to not shave. Yeah, you know.
1: But I feel like I'm um, the result of that mentality because, like, a woman that is doesn't shave, I'm like looking at her like,
0: uh, I don't "You care. do you."
1: Like, if that makes you happy, that makes you happy, and. It's okay. But um,
0: I don't I, mind. I couldn't. I could never. I don't mind. I get lazy in the winter. I don't want to shave my legs. Why would I shave my legs? Nobody sees them. I wear shorts at home. Yeah, and I'm at home. Exactly. Why would I shave?
1: Exactly. Okay, okay. No, okay. why would you shave? For you? Oh,
0: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, I care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I I'm, like to be smooth. I'm, I'm biased. I'm doing lasers, so oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. For me, it's not that. It's not that serious. It's not that
1: serious. It's just
0: like. But there's also for me. There's a limit, of course. I'm not gonna let myself become a Lebanese man. <laughs> but you know, but. Especially because I have Middle Eastern genes. I know I can be hairier than my white males, you know? <laughs> no, for real. Like, it's sad it's for them, I guess. But it's sad for me, too. But um, I don't know. For me, it's not that serious. For sure, I'm not going to let it too much. Yeah. But if I can just skip maybe a few weeks, I'll be fine. I, I, w- I wouldn't care. And also it's um i don't know if you realize i don't know if you had that phase but when i was younger when i was a teenager i would have needed to shave every single thing not even one strand of hair left right now if i shave and i missed a spot like oh, whatever i don't care it's gonna go the next time i shave <laughs> i don't know i don't know but yeah in lebanon the second see you have hair it's like Ew, she has hair even on your forearms man like your forearms yeah what and anyway. you know what's sad
1: um so like i'm half white okay Yeah. Like, but i'm i have a lot of hair because moroccan yeah but jeans moroccans took... yeah but moroccans are still not that hairy no but it took over like no like uh, the, that gene is like too present and the thing is, like my mom, she never shaved and my mom the too. hair just left.
0: My mom too.
1: And so I'm like, and when I wanted to start shaving, like my legs and like my armpit, my mom was like, Don't do it. Don't do it. I did not listen because I was like, Oh no, I have so much hair and I need Because it's it wasn't gonna leave like right away, but like yeah, it was eventually take like, time. Yeah, yeah, eventually it's gonna be gone, but so I didn't listen, obviously, because like I was in high school, I was peer pressured. Uh, like everyone was smooth, and I'm like hairy, and like hairy Arab hairy. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, like no, I'm gonna shave. Like it's not possible. I did, but then I realized why she was saying that because like if if for like some chance I would have had like a bit of her DNA, I might have not. I I might have no hair at this point because it would have just. Left on its own because I'm half white. I don't know if it would have happened, but now I'm
0: stuck shaving all the time because of uh, not listening to my mom. I started waxing after shaving. I was done with shaving. So I was like, let me wax. And by waxing, I had less and less hair. So now that I'm doing laser, it's disappearing. Thank God. But um, it's also not that serious. You know, like for me, I don't touch my forearms. I don't care. Um, there are places I, I don't. I I just don't care. It's so light, and there's not a lot, and it's just it's a hassle, you know. But I do get side eyed in Lebanon for that criminal offense. Oh, it is side-eyed. a criminal offensive side eyed. <laughs> um. So yeah. Another taboo and another one. and another one. <laughs> another one. There are a lot of taboos.
1: Um, something I know we have in Morocco, and I know it's present in a lot of Muslim countries. It's colorism. Mm.
0: Arabs
1: and like people of like lighter complexion believe
0: that they're better.
1: Oh, but than it's not theirs. Even- not better than
0: others, but better than darker complexion. Yeah, but even in Lebanon, Lebanon is not a Muslim country, but that is very present. Also, I know that if you're lighter, you're more considered beautiful than someone who has a darker skin,
1: and that comes because that comes from believing that people with darker darker skin have the DNA of people that were working in the fields. Yeah, but even if they work in the fields. But yeah, because they think that they're better and higher status than people that are working in the fields. Yeah, but and so they don't want that kind of DNA
0: touching their DNA. But it's so stupid because I like my tan. Yeah. I like my glow when I'm tan. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yo, I go to Morocco.
1: I see my aunt's cousins. They all like go like they're they're driving. They put like... Um, gloves so their hands are not like darker than their body they're gonna put like a lot of creams to like protect their face they're gonna do like masks to brighten their faces all that stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. sitting there like that sun hit me like because i want to be dark like i want to be like i want i want to be that like glow. glow i want melanin. the melanin i know and they're looking at me as if i'm crazy but i'm like um i don't want to be a
0: ghost anymore uh like uh, please and i'm not even that light well you I... are light <laughs> okay but see a lot of people in in my family and in lebanon and everything they would always tell me you're so dark So I truly believed that I was dark until I met you and you told me I am white. And I'm like, no, I am dark. But then we had the same shade of foundation. I was like, why? How? There's not like you're white. I'm not. Yeah. But like in
1: summertime, like I can't just my face because that's the only thing that can tan.
0: (laughs) Sadly, (laughs) I get the farmer.
1: (laughs) But I get so dark. Like, I get darker than you,
0: even. So, I'm like, what kind of dark are you? Ask Lebanese. (laughs) Ask the country. Because there are, obviously, lighter Lebanese than me. But I was considered dark. We have very
1: dark... Like, we have... In Morocco, we have, like, everything, obviously.
0: Because, like, from the south, like, people are very dark. They're, like, almost black. But the darkest people... The Lebanese will never say that they're Lebanese. Oh my God, no.
1: So I would see on my For You page on TikTok, sometimes like um, Moroccans, like light-skinned Moroccans have like appear on my For You page. And I would look at it and I would see the comments and no one believes that they're Moroccan just because they're like considered too dark to be Moroccan. They're like, no, obviously like when you're, like you're not 100% Moroccan, you're mixed. Like maybe your mom or your dad is Moroccan and you're, but, well the other part the, the other parent is probably black and the guy is like yes my dad is black from Morocco <laughs> like generation and generation of black I Moroccans
0: we, I don't think we have black people in Lebanon we
1: have in the south so and there. then in like more up north we have like very late light Moroccans for example my best friend One of my best friends. Yeah, she's She's very very light. light, And she has like very, like she has green eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's like 100% Moroccan. Like, she she looks like a
0: convert, almost. Mm -hmm. But for me, but for me, see, for me, Moroccans were always dark in my head Mm -hmm. because Middle Eastern were always considered as very white, Mm -hmm. you know? But I was considered dark for a Lebanese. Mm
1: yeah so but the thing is with like with all of that that's like already an issue in itself and like Arabs will never admit it even like oh okay I'm gonna say a bit too much of information of my family (laughs) but even like me because I trained my dad to accept for example if if I bring back like a darker man my dad would like a few years back, would have never accepted it because he would be like, "He's too dark." Like, and I'm, but obviously, I'm marrying a Muslim man, so I'm like, yeah, "What but, are you saying? Yeah, what are you saying, Dad?" But Arabs are like that. But it, I hate it so much. Arabs are very because recent. that's like a whole a whole uh, subject too. Like that, I really don't like about. Yeah, because in the Islam, Arab you're culture. not sure. So- because no. Islamically, exactly, you're, you're not, not supposed to, to like. The, just because you're Arab doesn't mean that you're better. Just because you're lighter doesn't mean that you're better. As a matter of fact, a lot of like the great scholars, the great um, people that have a lot of knowledge on religion, they're not even like that white. They're not like that they're not white. They're not white. And you know, apparently, or they're not even like Arab. Yeah, they're so- African. <laughs> So, I'm like, what are we talking about? It's not, we're not supposed to have this kind of conversation. It's supposed to be given. So, that's like a whole taboo thing that I hate absolutely. And I feel like all these taboos that we're going to be talking about are things that, like, I'm going to do, I'm going to give my 100% to break free of Mm -hmm. for like the future generations. We're not supposed to be
0: thinking like that. But do you also get Comments because I know, for example, if I tan too much, they're like, stop, you're getting too dark. It's not pretty.
1: I don't get it from my Arab side, but I will get it from my Belarusian side. Huh. Belarusians I, I, I because Belarusians are very light-skinned, obviously. And I'm dark for like a Belarusian. And also, like I have very obviously Arab traits, and I don't look very Belarusian. But I remember you do. I look Belarusian? You look like your cousin. I know, but she's my, only reference. <laughs> she's my only reference. But she doesn't look Belarusian either.
0: Better. Okay. Yeah,
1: but I remember when I was younger, because when I was younger, I was even like tanner than now, because I would go out more often and all that. Yeah, as a child, we, yeah. we were always darker. So I was oh, very dark, and I remember people, like other kids, were calling me names because of like my my dark darker complexion and i was like um what <laughs> i can't even translate it because it's, it's like okay. whatever but like just because of like my complexion and now looking back and i'm like now looking back they're all going to like the tanning salons to
0: get that glow and like they were making fun of me because lighter complexions don't necessarily have the capacity of tanning yeah they will turn into a lobster
1: yes but it's like it's rough it's rough like like everything that has to do with like your skin tone can be very i know very mean people can be very mean but it's okay whatever because i know my complexion is
0: fabulous well listen i thought i was dark for a long time until i understood i was white with olive skin tone um so yeah but but at well, least you
1: can turn. Yes. Yeah. Thank
0: God. I don't turn into a lobster. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's what you know, like something. Uh, T- till this day, whenever I want to pick out a shade, a foundation, <laughs> if I don't ask anybody, I will take it. I'm like, yeah, this is clearly my shade, and then I would <laughs> put it on my face, and it's dark, and I was like,
1: oh my god! I don't realize- tell me I'm lighter than this. <laughs> i think you're usually you're shopping like the three first colors
0: actually didn't didn't you say that no i'm in the middle i say sh- I, I shop in the middle colors but i'm supposed to be in the three first shades but naturally yeah. i don't know for what reason whenever i see those mid shades i'm like this is my color and then i think <laughs> it's like oh god i'm not that color so i yeah. always need to ask someone and even at Sephora, I'd be like, "Can I try this?" And it was like, "Ma'am, that's that's too dark for you." What do you mean? That's too dark for me. <laughs> I'm not porcelain white. And I go, "No, but you're vanilla white." I'm like, "What? <laughs> no, I'm a star." <laughs> like I cannot be vanilla white. <laughs> I'm medium tan.
1: <laughs> In the summer, maybe. <laughs> But oh yeah, my God.
0: I'm vanilla white oh my gosh <laughs> or light beige <laughs> how boring light beige i want it to be sand you know like sand yeah. color Ooh, beautiful yeah. honey vibes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no vanilla <laughs> beige oh. it hurt my soul but <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it's so funny when i scroll through instagram I follow a lot of darker Latinas Mm -hmm. and I find their complexion to be very beautiful. Yeah. And so in the summer, I'm trying to tan to get to their complexion, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going to be able to, like I have a limit, but that's what I'm aspiring to. But then from my Moroccan side, I get like the opposite. They're like, Oh no, don't go too often to the sun. Like what, like if I want to go out, if I go to Morocco and we want to go out, no one is going out with me between, like, 11 to, like, 2, 3 o'clock because that's when the sun is, like... That's that's when I go out. Yeah. But no one wants to go out with me, so I go out on my own. But they're, like, no, because the, the sun is too harsh and, like... It yeah. is too harsh around, like, noon. But you wear sunscreen and you can. Exactly. That's what I like to do. But I feel like it's a lot because it's due to a lot of... Um, things that I see
0: on social media, the people that I follow on social media. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, to be honest, because my cousin in Lebanon loves to tan. It's more like my father, her mother, her father, that will be like, "Um, Mm -hmm. you're too dark. You're turning too dark. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Stop tanning. I don't know, you know? But But yeah. It's weird. So colorism is very uh, wrong wrong and very present in all of our culture, I find. And if you're like have these conversations with your family. Yeah. It's not war.
1: Yeah. It's not an easy conversation. When I tell you colorism, okay, when I started talking with my dad about it, we would have like
0: massive fights. I know you don't understand. Like some I hear okay, I hear people say, let's say like um, y- you want to let's say you see a guy and you just tell whoever and be like, Oh my god, look at him, he's so hot or whatever, he's so pretty. No, no, no. I literally hear people say, Ye haram, he's too dark. Sorry, <laughs> what's haram? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Like, miskin, mis- miskin, he's too dark. What do you mean, miskin? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's that step that it's too far mm-hmm. I find it's you I don't know yeah. you're cons- you have pity for people who have darker skin? That's weird. You're weird. Check yourself. <laughs> Check yourself. Leg- legit.
1: Another taboo and I've lived through that one, but it's living alone. Yeah, before marriage and you leave And you're a woman, and you're a woman, and you leave your
0: family house without a husband. (gasps) Haram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. 100%. I still live with my parents, but she's my best friend. So my parents found out about that, and they were like,
1: For what reason? (laughs) Why do you leave (laughs) your parents' house? (laughs) For what reason? (laughs) But yeah, like, there is cuz me like the way I saw it the way I thought about it it's like I do not want to go through my parents house to my husband's house like that's that, that's an unacceptable step for me. Why do you think it would be your husband's
0: house? What if you buy the house and he's in your house?
1: I mean like you're living with some with your family and then you're living with your new family.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like I mean there there is no like yeah, I, separation. I you're living always with someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing is, I believe, like to my deepest core, that you have to live on your own at some point. It is good. Because when you're living with your family, you're acting and you're saying stuff, your beliefs and perceptions are a bit shaped by the people that you live with. Especially because, obviously, you a lot of time and you've been with them for like 25 30 years whatever how how, however long you lived with them but so a lot of your thoughts and the, your thought process and the way you take decisions is based on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you're gonna go and live with your husband so then again you'd it's like, I feel like in throughout all of that, you never discover who you are as an individual. You never discover what you like mm-hmm. really on your own without any interference or influence from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, easy example, my family eats in a certain way. And like right now I live with, with them. I went back to live with them for Ramadan. I don't like the way they eat. What do you mean? like I I don't know like I got used to cooking my own food I got used to like certain stuff I like certain food better than others
0: and it's just but yeah I saw some uh talking about food I saw a tiktok at some point that you're not necessarily a picky eater you just it's bit you're just eating what your parents like yeah you know yeah. Which is very funny because let's say I, I okay, I can't eat bananas. Mm-hmm. It, it gives me bad cramps. I can't. So I naturally wouldn't buy bananas. Mm-hmm. So if ever I have kids, I wouldn't naturally yeah. feed them bananas. Yeah. So they might never know what a banana is.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Very true. That's but funny. it's cr- but it's the same thing for vegetarians. Like if you oh. don't ha- ever ha- bring True. meat, so your kids probably will never have True. meat. But all that to say that they're eating a certain way. I'm like I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat, but they eat meat. And then I'm like, uh, like I feel my mom is already cooking for all of us. Sometimes I cook, like I help her out. But it still doesn't change the fact that like their their meals are very meat. Based, they have a lot of meat. I don't eat that, so I eat like everything on the side. So I end up eating like potatoes and rice like all the time because what else can I eat? And I got used to cooking my own food and doing stuff on my own terms. And like, I have my own kitchen, like, with I know where everything is. Then I go to my mom's kitchen and like, I find it ridiculous. And I'm like, there is no system in here, like, there is no
0: organization. And everything is organized at my place. So it, like, it yeah, makes it like... See, you organize it in a way that if I lived alone, I would never do it. Exactly. But that's because, like, that's how I decided to organize yeah. it. And then
1: then you move with your husband. But then you have to, like...
0: Take, no you're, my
1: husband will he's not but you're you're still gonna have to take under consideration his likes and dislikes for example you can't be just like doing oh it's my kitchen and i'm gonna do whatever i want and i'm gonna cook whatever i want you're still gonna yeah, have not to take cook whatever i want but it is my kitchen it is your kitchen obviously but
0: unless if, wants it wants to be a father no, a but, stay at home no father.
1: but not even not just stay at home if he wants to help you out and like he 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 cooks from time to time that's very acceptable and that's encouraged (laughs) encouraged but even that like so he might change stuff around and everything so you're gonna have to adapt but it still doesn't change like it's not a hundred percent the way you want it to be you have to make sacrifices while you live with your parents then you have to make sacrifices while you live with your husband spouse so you have to have this time of you know of you deciding what you actually like and what you don't like. And like I gave like the kitchen example, but it's like in everything. It's like in decor, for example. Like I like a very minimal, very like cold atmosphere. My mom is very different. Like she likes warm. She likes a lot of things. Yeah, but that's an air. Arab-
0: I don't know for your mom, but the lots of furniture, lots of things crowded and everything that's very arab i don't know my mom is not arab but she has that
1: but it's like things like for example we grew up with a lot of wood stuff i hate wood nothing in my house Mm -hmm. is wood and my parents
0: love the color brown yes nothing is brown in
1: my house because i don't like it but see like i decide exactly how i want it whereas if for example i move like i moved right away with my spouse with my part with my partner like he's gonna have a word to say. You're not gonna come and decorate everything without like talking with him a little yeah, bit about yeah. it. So I feel like you need that time to like really discover who you are, what you like, what you don't like. So for me, it was so for me it was very important to have this step in between to to experience life alone and to be able to make my own decisions. And just to know that I'm able to, I'm able to um, get by and to take care of myself and I don't need Mm -hmm. anyone to do it. You can rely on yourself. I can rely on myself. The husband that I like, I'm going to add to my life is not, he's not going to be here because I need him here. He's an (laughs) add-on. You only need him for kids. Yes. But even that, soon enough, I don't think uh, with where science is going, I don't think they're going to be so much useful. But <laughs> I don't want my like I don't want to depend on my husband. I want to, like I want to enjoy his company. I want us to have fun. I want us to build a life and everything. But I don't want to need him. Need him to make the hard decisions and mm-hmm. take like the small decisions. Even like I want it to be a real partnership. Whereas I feel like if you. A lot of girls that they leave their parents' house where they got everything given to them by their parents. They don't know squat about life and how to live on your own. And Mm -hmm. like, probably the only thing that they know for sure 100% is how to cook. Not necessarily. But like, you can, like, I feel like you cannot go into a marriage like that. Yeah. So, but that's like obviously just like my own belief. But I needed that. So me, I knew that I was going to go. I knew I was going to go that way, that I was going to move out since I was 18. And it's a very white thing to think because like no one does that. Like I have cousins that are way older than me. They're still living with their parents. I still do. Yeah. But for me, I was like 18. I was like, okay, 18. I need to start thinking about getting out of here. Because I always wanted that independence, and I ended up doing so at twenty five. But I gave my parents a lot of time to process the information. And it took since eighteen, my mom was the first one on board. She only gave me one one um, condition condition. She only gave me one condition, and it was you're not moving to rent. Like, no renting. If you're going to move, you're going to have to purchase your own place because otherwise you're not going anywhere. Like, what's the point? You're just going to take your money and give it to someone else for what? Like, just give me the money. Mm -hmm. But so that was her condition. But then we had to start working on my dad. And he took, like, two, three years to accept it. And even, like, when I got my place, he was still believing that I was going to rent it and I was still going to continue living there. And I'm like um No, and it took him time to even like admit it to himself, but even to admit it to my the rest of my family. Mm. A lot of my family members did not know that I moved out, but they're they're far. Like, yeah, they, it's not like they they care or something. But for my dad, it was
0: like <gasps> I failed. Yeah, like my, my da- daughter's da- living is like that.
1: on on her own. Like, what's the point? And there's a lot of things that like he can't comprehend. For example, like. For him, it's like, what am I doing at home all the time? Like, am I not bored?
0: I would never Um, be bored if I'm alone.
1: I know. He's like, you don't have anyone to speak with. Like, there's no one to... I'm I'm good. good. I don't need to speak. (laughs) Yeah, I have friends around. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. But there's like things like that, that he's like, I don't even understand. I don't even understand your decision. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever for me. But for me, it was, like, such an important thing. But I know, like, even your parents, like, sometimes, like, I know your parents are, like, why? A lot of uh, other parents that I know... My mom is
0: okay. My mom, she doesn't care. My mom is white. She's, like, whatever. But my dad is, like, (laughs) he does not understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's, like, a lot in
0: Arab culture. Mm -hmm. Like, I know in Morocco, it's present. Like, you cannot move out without... uh... Is it more present for women or is it equally men and women for you? Because I know for me, for my dad, it's the same. Whether it's me or my brother is moving out, he's going to have the same reaction. Like for, for him, it's like, no. I don't know. Uh, for my dad, I don't... like. Uh,
1: he, for my dad, it's going to be the same for me or my brother. But... It's crazy because he did it too. Like he moved out, like mm-hmm. but he, he wasn't living in Morocco. He moved out to go to
0: school. That's so even I, worse. So he I changed country. Yeah, twice. He immigrated. <laughs> yeah. So and we're I asking, he, can I just have like this apartment down but the that, street?
1: But that's that's stupid for him because he's like, you could just stay here then. If Mm. you go for university because, like, their program there, it's better and, like, you're going to advance in your career, okay, we can discuss.
0: that's worse with my dad. He's like, we have university here. (laughs) Like, you don't need to go to another country. Yeah. Or another province.
1: But I know, like, in Morocco, it's, it's more for the woman that is, like, strange. Men can move out and I don't think... It's gonna make such a big fuss but for the woman yeah there's gonna be like a bit of backlash if she does it I don't even want to imagine what it what is it like in Morocco mm. my cousins would not dare wouldn't dare well the ones that moved out they moved out because they went to universities in Europe like
0: well if that's it's... the only way for them to leave <laughs> the house yeah
1: I get why yeah I think I would have done it too because like I love living alone it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life how are you gonna do when you're gonna get married it's fine because it's gonna be my new family I chose him I didn't choose my parents I didn't choose my brother like I love them to death but I didn't choose them like sometimes they're annoying
0: yeah but your husband's gonna be annoying too
1: I know but I love him Okay, I know, but it's like I can't, I can't do anything about it because I chose him. Like even if he annoys me, I'm like, oh, I chose you. Like, my bad. I go for the <laughs> couch. <laughs> but um, um, it's just, it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever done for myself. Like it's the best investment I did. One of the best, best one of the best investments I did. For myself and talking about like moving out on your own it's like another taboo thing just like slide it in there mental health moving out from your parents place is the best thing that could have ever happened to you for your mental mental health you might not be paying rent for your what you are am paying parents, with my mental health but you're paying with your mental health because when you live in an immigrant household i don't even think it's like just muslims or just arabs any immigrant household because they obviously they lived through so much yeah like they had to come here they had like to fight their way here they have to break through the stigma and the stereotypes and getting work in a western society it's hard um my mom came here she's not she didn't speak french or english like you try to find a job without speaking the language, like it was hard for them, and I understand. And because they went through such a hard thing, they don't understand how I feel bad. When I say like I have anxiety, they're like, "Anxiety for what? You have everything. You have you you have a bed. You have a, a job. You have uh, food. You're yeah. you're going out with your friends. What what anxiety?" <laughs> Yeah. like it's i don't understand it like if i say like something like i don't feel good why don't you feel good you try to go um to go to school uh uh you try to walk to school for like 20 minutes uh, in the heat and then we're gonna see what's feeling bad is like it's insane
0: yeah insane. My, when, whenever i say i'm stressed or anxious my dad is like you don't have any bills to pay yeah. You, you live you live here. You live under my roof. Why are you stressed? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm stressed. And then he was like, okay, go read Quran. <laughs> I mean, sure, but no, it doesn't
1: work that way. Yeah. So you're paying with your mental health. And that's like one of the things that like improved my mental health so much. For sure. For sure. Because I just started feeling better. Yes, I have bills to pay. I'd rather pay bills than pay with my mental health like because it's something that that is insane just having no space in in a house to like express yourself and then if you dare to express yourself you're gonna get backlashes and they're gonna make you feel bad or like sometimes I feel like I feel so bad I feel so anxious like or like oh my god okay sometimes I would want to buy something and like I can't buy something for xyz reason They'd be like, okay, but your cousins don't have that in Morocco. And I'm like, we're not living in Morocco. Why are you comparing me
0: to them? Oh, like- I don't have this. I get, um, me, I get guilty of buying stuff because my dad will make me feel bad of spending money. He's
1: not going to make, he's not even going to, not even, I didn't even purchase anything. He's, he's, he's like- just
0: in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But mental health, I find in Arab culture muslim whatever is very taboo like for them depression anxiety does not exist yeah and, and
1: if it, it does exist, exist and if they if they actually even admit it exists don't talk about it outside of the
0: house no 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 it's um, it's uh, not recommended but also like anxiety depression for them it's like just go pray just go read Quran just yeah you don't need medication you don't need to go to a psychologist a psychologist it's for for crazy people
1: Yeah, you know yeah. i have a, like i have a story about that um cuz in college cjep mm-hmm. like i was having like a bad 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 time like school like really destroyed me and i couldn't deal with anything anymore so my mom actually gave me the phone number of the hotline to talk to psychologist and maybe see like if I can go like get like some more permanent help because like she was actually like scared for me because when I tell you I would cry all the time I couldn't even contain it anymore someone would just tell me would would just like raise a little bit their voices on me I would start crying like I could not sleep I would wake up like in sweats yeah yeah, like from a panic attack I couldn't I couldn't deal with college and my mom was, got, like, really scared. And so she gave me a hotline and she was like, we'll see how it goes. And, like, maybe we, we're going to get you something more permanent if it need, it's, need, it's needed. Because, like, we, you can't you can stay like that. And when my dad heard that, he was like, what? They can't even help themselves. Do you think they don't have problems why are they going to come and tell you how to fix your problems when they can't even fix their problems? And I'm like, okay, why are you assuming they have problems to even start with? And he's like, do you even know someone who doesn't have problems? No, people deal with their problems. Grow up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's very, like it's very also any problem that you have, you have to deal with it on your own. You can't talk about it. You can't express it. You can't, you're just on your own. Yeah. You know? So, and anyways, apparently... Uh, and anyways, even... Um, it's just considered... I don't know how to say iib. i I just say Aib. عيب. Yeah. It is عيب to talk about it. And even not just mental health. Any illnesses that you may have, they're going to keep it to yourself. You have to keep it to yourself. And if you, for, for example, you, you tell it to your parents, your parents are going to say... Okay, well, don't tell anybody. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell your aunts. Don't tell your cousins. You have to deal with it on your own. Yeah. Oh, something my parents were so scared. Especially like when I like we started talking about like getting help.
1: They're like, you can't say it to school. To your school, they're gonna put like that in your in your file, and they're gonna know you're mentally ill. Then you're gonna have issues with uni- universities and everything. And I was like. If there is one person that should know that I have
0: issues, it's the school because they put me in this mess. Worst case, they're going to give you more time to finish your exams. And they're going to give you access to a psychologist if they have one.
1: And it's crazy because now in interviews, when I do an interview for a job, like I mentioned that I have anxiety because when they say like, what's your weaknesses and strength? I'm like, one of my weaknesses is anxiety. I get very stressed. And so I say it right away because like it's it's a good strain to put like on on your on in your interview because it's like something that is manageable and they can work around it whereas there's other like weaknesses that you don't. So it's crazy because like all my life they were like people were telling me not to like disclose that
0: information and now like you don't oh, yeah, even know but, me but I have anxiety. Yeah but actually the, something I, I realized in a work environment the second that you start saying, you you are giving me anxiety. Mm-hmm. You are making the work environment anxious and toxic for me. This is it. They're gonna flip and be like, "We're so sorry. Let <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let tell tell us what you need. We're gonna work it out." It, yeah. It's powerful now. Yes, but not in Arab culture. <laughs> not in Arab, Arab culture for you if. If you're anxious in an Arabic household, good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But like like I said at the beginning, have this kind of
1: conversation with your family because everything starts with a conversation. It's not going to be pleasant and it's not going to be like Mm -hmm. um, well-received at first, let's be honest. But with time after two, three conversations, four conversations, they're going to be more and more open-minded. So... Really have this conversation because you're gonna win at the end. Yeah, it's gonna be better for you. Whatever, like the taboos that we just spoke about, like whatever it is, you're gonna be you're gonna be winning at the end because they're gonna create. They're not gonna create, but they're gonna change some stuff in the home to make it more comfortable for you to live in. Mm-hmm. But so living alone,
0: traveling alone, yeah, as going out alone. Yeah, going out at night, especially. Yeah, because what are you doing in the streets at night?
1: Yeah, I remember the first few times I came out, I came back home at like one
0: a.m. for I don't know what reason. My dad was like, "We were probably together. We're probably we were probably at the movie theater."
1: No, no, we were somewhere downtown. But I remember. I, I, uh, maybe I just, like
0: old port. I don't. We were just yeah, chilling. We're just
1: chilling. We like we were not doing anything bad, but. My dad was like, um, restaurants close at 11. From 11 to 1 a.m., where are you? In the car. <laughs> Having car talks. Yes. <laughs> Therapy talks. Because I can have them at home. I need to have them with my friends in the car. Because At the Tim Hortons parking lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for them, it's like, like everything is closed. So what? what are you doing alone at that time? Yeah, because the only thing that is open is what? clubs yeah exactly but But we're
0: clearly not at. and we're clearly not we're at the Tim Hortons parking lot next to our house (laughs) (laughs) we're actually so close yet so far away (laughs) yeah but it's
1: crazy like even I remember I remember it's because like I just got my permit and we were like trying to have like I just had the I got a car and like we were trying to have fun and everything. Yeah, but independent independence <laughs> like we were on walks on the like uh, on the in the old port like that's the most that we were doing and then and then we just go home like that was like our lives like yep. we weren't doing anything but for my parents like what are you doing? Yeah they he's like can't
0: you chill during the day mm-hmm. um <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not even that. It's also, like, some people will tell you, some parents will be, like, have to be home before sunset. Yeah. Why do you want me to be home before sunset? Okay. But, okay. It's not just that. In the winter. I, I, I finish work after sunset. What do I do? You know? It, yeah. it, it's so funny. But I've, it's also, I don't know for you, but in uh, Lebanese culture, it's also because of reputation. Because if you do stuff and people see you and then they're going to be like, oh, look at her. She's the daughter of that man and uh, he's not raising her right and she's going crazy in the streets at 11 p.m. at Old Port just walking and having her ice cream. Woo. You know, but it's really just about reputation. Yeah. It's really just, oh, what will people say? How do you know I'm out at that time anyways? If you're out, if you see me out then you're out too exactly i can flip it around (laughs) but also why why should i care about what people say yeah i'm not doing anything wrong yeah you i know that i'm not doing anything wrong i should only be caring about god yeah you know i don't know but the first few times like it was shocking for my
1: dad but just because like i went from like being home very early all the time and then like yeah <laughs> coming be- back at like 2 a.m so it was like a shock for him but then he like was over yeah, it. yeah me too because but- at the end of the day like your parents raised you they know you they're supposed to know you like uh, like yeah you care about like the only opinion that you care about is God's. but like i also care about my parents opinion but my parents like they know me yeah they they, know they raised go. me like they know like where are my limits even now that I live alone I'm always like on the phone with them I'm always talking they know where I am they know where who I hang out with and all that stuff like there is like no secrecy but it's not even that so why do they care that I'm out at like
0: 1am but it's not even that I'm 27 every time I go out they're like with who are you going out I literally have the same same friends (laughs) i don't have other friends (laughs) i literally don't want to have other friends it's the same ones (laughs) that's it yeah but um yeah it's always even traveling alone for them it's like what are people gonna say Mm -hmm. you're going alone yeah my family
1: calls me zora the, the explorer now because I'm always like exploring something on my own and they're like, okay, you are like you you've seen half of the Europe already. Like you you've been going to places. Yeah, and... where you were going with friends. Yeah.
0: Going fully alone is even worse. Oh. Like completely but, yeah, alone but I wouldn't like, do that, but no, I would. I no. would definitely go. Yeah. But it's like first, why? Second, for me, traveling alone is as Teaching as living alone. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, yes, okay, it's not the same struggles. It's not the same vibes and everything. But it it still teaches you Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Some things can happen while traveling. And you need to rely on yourself. Yeah. So. But the sentence I absolutely
1: despise. mm -hmm. Is you'll travel with your husband i hate it you'll move out with your husband you'll go out with your husband why would why do i need like this is wrong on so many levels on so many levels like you're just pushing me away the family nest towards anyone it's a stranger it's just to be to have freedom I saw a TikTok okay I followed this girl and she's like um um Indian and so Indians are, are like us yeah, too, they're like similar. they're very like mm-hmm. you don't travel alone you don't go out alone you don't go out at night All that. And her mom was always saying that. She was like, always saying, like, oh, when you get married, when you get married, when you get married. The girl ended up getting married, but like she waited for like a really good man and like she got married to, to like a really good guy. Okay. And he doesn't care that she travels alone or with her friends or that she goes out at night. So then she started going out at night with her friends, whatever, like she traveled alone with her, like she traveled alone and with her friends. And her mom was like, you could like she was she was saying that like you could see in the eyes of my mom, like how much she disapproves. But she's been saying it for so long that you can do that when you're a husband, like when you have a husband. So now she can't say anything. What is she going to say? Don't do it. No, I have a husband. You said all my life. That I can do stuff when I have my husband. I have my husband. My husband doesn't care about that stuff. I'm doing it now because you <laughs> never let me. And she's like, all that always. Every time I say to my parent, like I say, I talk to my mom that I'm like in this country or in this country on my by, by myself. I can hear the disappointment in her voice, and I'm like, this is so funny. It is. This how is, the is so table, funny.
0: Like Michael Scott would say.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how much taboos we have in Arab culture. I feel like it's one of the the communities where there's the most taboos yeah i don't know if it's because i don't partake in other cultures like i'm pretty sure asians have taboos as well that are very like similar to us or like latinos or like something something like that like other cultures surely they have taboos but i feel like in arabs it's just like a step like too much it's Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm.
0: So, last taboo. Yes. Divorce. Yes. I hate that
1: taboo too. Okay, I hate all the taboos that we spoke about, but this one particularly, I hate. Why? Because God made it acceptable for us to get a divorce if needed. So why are you making me feel bad for having a divorce? Yeah. And I mean, it's so, so well per- uh, well perceived. <laughs> It's so bad perceived having a a divorce that like girls stay in unhealthy marriages, just not to divorce. They're gonna stay miserable in her whole entire life for years and years just not to get a divorce when God allowed it. Yeah. Like I find that to be so ridiculous on so many levels. Like, I hate when God allows us to do something and then people do the opposite. And not only that, even... Okay, so you have the strength to, like, divorce. Mm -hmm. You go through it. You get your freedom. You're doing it. There's a double standard that's going to appear that the man can go and get remarried quickly. Mm -hmm. But the woman is going to struggle.
0: Yeah, because... Oh no, I don't want her. She has been touched by another man. Or if she worse if she has kids, like I don't want to raise another man's
1: kid. Like <sighs> <laughs> I have no words to describe this. Like divorce, divorce for me it's like one of my biggest fear, me too. because of all of that. Like you're telling me oh. if I get if I get divorced, yeah. Obviously, I'm hoping that my first marriage is going to stick and we're going to be happy. And Your first is your only one. My first is my only one. But you know what? God may have other plans. Maybe something is going to happen down the line. Uh, things can happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Like, I can name 10 scenarios of things that could happen. It's fine. Things can happen. And it's time to, like, bounce back. But how are you going to do that when after that for you for, for for me as a woman it will be like three times harder to find someone like the only guys after that that I can marry are like the bottom of the barrel
0: yeah mm-hmm. or other not even divorcees because divorce the men that are already divorced are not going to go after divorced women they're going to go to never married woman yeah
1: it's so disgusting the whole situation is so disgusting like
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then you know what i've read somewhere actually that muslim women that divorces
0: mm-hmm.
1: most of the times when they remarry they don't marry muslims they don't remarry within their culture and within their religion when they remarry yeah because not not of no one in the culture and the religion exactly. wants to. Exactly. It makes so much sense because I would see myself do that. like if if I need to get remarried, I don't know if I would need to, but like I don't want to like hopefully, please God. Yeah, <laughs> but if it happens, like you're telling me I'm gonna have so much issues getting married to someone decent just because I'm a divorcee, just because I married someone before. Yeah. And it could not even be a divorcee. I mean, like, your husband can die or your, well or your wife can die. Yeah, widowed, like widowed, like just because like
0: she's widowed, she doesn't have someone. She had someone, but I still believe that being a widow is not as bad as being a divorcee, because a widow it wasn't it, it it's out of your hands. You know what I mean? A divorce it's like you chose or he left you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it doesn't hold the same standard. I think no. I don't know anybody who's widowed around my age but yeah it's really stupid it's really stupid like
1: but you know what i don't think no one is gonna change on that taboo no no one is gonna move no because i'm hearing like younger generations like even younger than us they already have this mentality of like i want my wife like to have never had experience to be like just for me, and I'm like, the only way I'm accepting this is that if you tell me that you have no experience, yeah, but that's man. the only way I'm accepting this. If you're telling me that you have experience, and you're telling me that I shouldn't have experience,
0: here's the door. Yeah, there's a door, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Oh la la. <laughs> yeah, that's also another thing. It's like this double to- standard where. Men are allowed to go and do whatever, sin and everything. But they want a pure pure woman, hijabi woman that was very good religiously, mm-hmm. you know. But God forbid if it's a woman. It- Would you be able to marry a divorcee now? Divorcee? Mm,
1: if he has kids, maybe I, I wouldn't want to.
0: Yeah, me too. But
1: if he's just divorced... It depends on... No, I would have to...
0: Mm-mm.
1: I need to know why
0: he got divorced. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's 100%. No, but
1: I mean, like, I'm even going to talk to, like, maybe his ex-wife.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's your right. Okay. Because, like, I need to know exactly what happened because... It's your right. But never forget that you may never have the truth. But having both sides will give I you a better idea. I don't think, like... Because reminder, when a man says, my ex was so crazy, red flag.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I don't have a problem with the divorcee. Like, I could I could marry a divorcee. Not a problem. I just need to know, why did you divorce? Cause, but, because for me, like, if you, if you were just dating and then you parted ways, okay, it's bad. But it's like, I need to know that, like, when we are married, when we are going to fight you're not gonna throw the divorce on me. Yeah, that's a thing. That's so the I only need thing. to know like what happened. Like how quickly did you abandon the project? Like what happened mm-hmm. exactly? That's mm-hmm. what I I need to know. But in itself, like that, just because you're a divorce, it doesn't make you a less better partner. Like you could be a really good partner even if you are divorced, if even if you're divorced.
0: Yeah, because you never know, maybe you just didn't work out did, and yeah that's it was just okay. not
1: compatible so i would not I, I wouldn't mind marrying a divorced man but if he has kids that's when i'm like i'm not sure that much just unless I, I have my own kids
0: yes if if the divorce happens when i already have kids and everything and then i, I yeah wouldn't care if yeah I already no kids. but
1: you said right now oh yeah no right now right now I don't... because like i don't i don't i don't see myself being the mother of other someone else's kid like i I don't know maybe maybe in the future like maybe in the near future i wouldn't mind it depends also if i really like the guy maybe like i wouldn't mind yeah but there's a lot of like things that would go into like i would factor a lot of things into this decision um but it's just like i don't see myself as a mom yet i wouldn't want that yet on my own especially if their kids are a bit older I'm like I don't know like how to navigate that. Like I I don't even have experience with a baby. Like I don't know I don't know anything about kids. Last time I was with a kid was like when my brother was a baby like I have not I don't know how to deal with kids. So I would be more
0: on like on I, I wouldn't like touch that for now. But also you said something but even in religion divorce should be a last resort. Yeah. You shouldn't be throwing this divorce as the first card the minute you see an obstacle mm-hmm. in between yeah. you and your partner. Yeah. You need to find ways to go through, go through it. And you're going to argue, you live with that person every single day. Mm-hmm. You may be tired of seeing that person every single day. And yeah, so I totally understand. It's very valid to understand why and how fast they got divorced. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. But uh, no, for me, I don't think I'll be able to marry someone who's divorced. Not now.
1: Not
0: now. If I'm a divorced person div- if I myself am divorced, yes. If not, I don't think so. You know,
1: I've had this conversation with my parents actually, just um like to get their thoughts about it. Because like I like I said, I don't mind a divorced man. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad looks at me on like, my dad looked at me and he was like, it's okay if that's what you want, if he treats you well and everything, whatever. But I would be so disappointed if you marry a divorced man. And I'm like...
0: So yeah, so you see the divorce is very, very, very badly perceived.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: even my dad would never... Ever. But it,
1: it's not that he would never like he would he would let no. me whatever but he'd be like I'm so disappointed like I think you can do so much better than a divorced man but I'm like just because there is divorce you never know like what yeah. happened
0: yeah yeah so yeah tell us about your taboos and anything Especially- that we didn't tell you we didn't talk about during
1: yeah especially like if it's like religion based or like even if you're a different culture like i would love to know the taboos from different cultures because like i'm like so sick of the ones from
0: arab culture we'll see about the other cultures (laughs) so yes thank you for listening to us and we'll talk see you next week bye